Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Kaysen. With me today, coach to other life coaches, Monique Scott. This is your daily dose of happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. Oh, you're on mute. <laughs> you're on mute. <laughs> well, there we go. Hello. <laughs> Well, that was fun. That was different. Yeah, actually, the in fact, the video is frozen on my screen. Let me see if I can clear it here. Okay. okay there we go. <laughs> what the heck? And you're back. I'm still getting used to StreamYard. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Uh, welcome again to LOA Today. Unfortunately, Dan Mangana is on the road today. Can't be joining us. And Alex is prepping for her wedding in October. She's meeting with her wedding Yay. consultant today. Which, you no, know, come on, Alex. You know Thursdays is the day. Come on. Let's go, but uh, I guess I can't give her too much slack, you know, too, too much flack rather for, you know, for right. Wedding, right. I mean, right. Yeah, You've she's already bride. got your spouse. That's right. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, I, I, I certainly don't wish her ill and, and everything I know about Kenny is that he's a great guy. So, you know, nice. Yeah, good stuff. Anyway, we have a little news after our show yesterday, because mm. as, as listeners will remember, we, uh, we basically put out a challenge to our audience and to ourselves to play one of the little experiment games that is outlined by Pam Grout in one of her books, E Squared and E Cubed. I think it's from the E Squared book. Yeah. And this one's called the Abracadabra Experiment. And, and we, each of us, you, me, and Cindy, as well as uh, members of our audience, came up with things that we want to manifest in 48 hours. If I remember correctly, you wanted to manifest a new paying client within 48 hours. Yes. Um, I don't remember what Cindy's was. Do you remember what Cindy's was? I'm throwing a blank on that one. Me too. Dang I can't it. remember. Yeah. I don't remember. But anyway, the one that I, I kind of tag teamed on yours and thinking, oh, well, maybe I can get, uh, you know, a surprise guest to uh, come and contact me in 48 hours to be on the show. Yes. Well, as soon as we got off the podcast, and of course, the next thing I do is I start putting together the recording to publish it, right? I'm working on the recording. I get it published. And about an hour later, I look at my Facebook page, and there is a contact from David Strickle, David Strickle, excuse me, the stream of David, mm -hmm. who is a previous co-host, hasn't been on the show for some time, who says, you know, it's been a while since I've been on. Would you like me to come on? We can do some streaming. We can do, you know, some conversations with the stream because you always have great questions. And I said, I just laughed. I wrote back to myself, right. you, you are literally my manifestation. Bam. <laughs> and he says, he wrote back and he said, I wondered why I got that tap on the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're ahead of us. That was me and Cindy. I mean, that, I couldn't it, talk about speed. Like I've talked about and Cindy yeah. made reference to the fact that things do tend to happen quickly for me. It actually is one. I, I, there's not a whole lot of in between with me. It either happens really quickly or it's really slow. Uh, there's not a whole lot in the middle there, right? And this is one uh -huh. of the ones that, that came quickly. And I, you'll remember I also had the incident with the first time that I tried the Pam Grout approach where I was looking for just anything to come to tell me that the law of attraction works after having worked with people on Facebook who were all freaked out about number combinations. And of course I got a number combination on the time when I was doing the experiment. Five, so five, five. Pretty much ended the experiment that quickly. So that was pretty quick, you know. <laughs> so I'm known yeah. for quick, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Oh, that's oh. right. That's right. Yeah, Brenda's, thanks, Brenda's Brenda. saying it. Yeah, she's saying uh, someone to contact her, an old friend or client. Yeah. That's right. That's exactly Thank what you, it Brenda. Was. Good memory. See, that's yeah. why Brenda's in the audience to remind us of these things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two of us and we couldn't remember. I know. How about that, right? <laughs> Crazy. Anyway, 
I was on a podcast today with Kathy Mason, who is a friend of WG, who does the Friday show with me. She's actually mm-hmm. um, in their business together with uh, Spirituality Born Wild. And uh, Kathy and I were talking about LA Today. We were talking about some of my own past history of how I got the show started and so forth. Mm-hmm. And in the, the course of that conversation, we had a number of people in the live stream who were sharing comments, one of whom was named, I think, Peter. And his, he was expressing an interest in connecting with entrepreneurs. And mm-hmm. he wondered if we had anything on the show. I actually let him know, and I'm going to let people know here, David Strickle, because he contacted me. He is a channeler of the stream of David. Talking to the stream of David is just like talking to Abraham. So wow. I'm inviting everybody, including Peter, to join us this coming Tuesday, because David's going to be on the show taking questions. And wow. if you want to ask like question like if you were in the hot seat talking to Abraham, you can send in a question to us or you can actually be there on the live stream. If you can be there during the live stream time that we're on the show, 4 p.m. New York time when we're live streaming, um, by all means do that. If you can't do that, you can still send us a, an email. So you can use the, the LOA Today app to send me a message. You can send me directly to my email address. That's walt at LOAToday.net. Any question you want to ask, be sure to send it in. I'll be glad to ask it of Dave. And I'm express, I'm especially inviting Peter to be there because he wanted to talk to other entrepreneurs. Well, what better idea about getting, you know, information yeah. about how to get your life going than talking to the spiritual entrepreneur, right? <laughs> the, the, right. The, the best ones, right? So yeah, it's That's going amazing. to be good. And he also talked about having an entrepreneur's group. And I'm thinking, well, we're a podcast. We aren't really a group, although we could, mm-hmm. I certainly, we have a group actually that I, that I can invite people to. But I'm wondering, why don't we come up with you and me? Cause you, you work with entrepreneurs. You work with other I life do. coaches, right? I do. And you, you help them get to the next level in, in their income desires and so forth. Right. So we both, and I have an entrepreneurial background. Why don't we come up with a show or a series of shows that aims at helping entrepreneurs apply the law of attraction in their lives? Oh, that would be great because that's absolutely what I do. Well, yeah, sort of, kind of, because they they're already versed in. The well, this is true. But... Yeah, you you got the advanced students, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. No more babies. No more new. No babies. baby steps, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> but but yeah, that would be great. Well, why don't we do that? And I need some ideas from you too. And and any live streamers who want to kick in some ideas would be great. Um, I'm looking for how do we turn this into something that the audience can participate in. I mean, we're doing that already with the show you and I and Cindy did yesterday. We're, we're doing mm-hmm. some experiments with Pam Grout. Um, the Tuesday show, actually, with Dean McMurray, we were doing some psychic ex- experiences and ex- experiments, rather, um, mm-hmm. and the audience was participating in those. What can we do with entrepreneurs that, that can be, you know, involving the audience? Any ideas what we can do there? Um, maybe some of our audience members are actually entrepreneurs. If we have, um, th- I'm sure there's Probably got are. to be, yeah, there's yeah. got to be. Statistically, so maybe, there has to be, right? <laughs> right, right. So maybe they might have some questions about how can they use the law of attraction in their business? I mean, mm-hmm. most people want to manifest more money, more monthly income, right? Which is what I help them do. Sure. But they may have some other questions around how they can use the law of attraction what other areas in their business, maybe to gain more clients or maybe to attract the new software that they they need or want to use in their business or maybe even mm-hmm. a new business partner or something like that. What do you think? Yeah, questions. That's a good way to do it. I'm, I'm looking for something that where they're actually contributing and not just taking information, where they're giving information or where they're, they're sharing stuff. 
So or like, maybe that's something that they could share too. Maybe they have some manifestation rituals yeah. or stories, or yeah, routines, yeah, or stories, yeah, yeah. That would be good. About how they use story the law sharing. of attraction in their business. That would be awesome. Maybe, maybe we can adapt the, the Pam Grout approach. She, she does experiments, right? And she has mm-hmm. her readers do experiments. Let's let's come up with and create an experiment or two that entrepreneurs can do. You know, I let's, think that, let's, that would let's, be cool. Let's orient it toward entrepreneurs, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, there are, well, you and I both know what it's like to go into business for yourself. First mm-hmm. of all, it's terrifying. And second of all, <laughs> yeah. it's terrifying, you know, and then you get past the terrifying part, then you actually have to it's open the still, business. You know? Yeah. And it's <laughs> still more terrifying. It's right? still terrifying, right? <laughs> but assuming you actually get to that stage, or maybe you aren't even at that stage yet, you know, maybe you need to get past the terrifying part. Um, mm. At some point in there, you're probably either asking or have asked and answered or gotten an answer to ideas about how do I actually apply it in my life? How do I believe, for instance, that my venture can work? How can I believe that I'm going to get clients? I mean, that's also a big fear. Where are the clients going to come from if I have a client-based business? Or where's the, uh, where's the manufacturer going to come from if I'm going to manufacture something? Or, you know, whatever the business is, it's always like, how am I going to do this? The horrible hows, right? Yeah. (laughs) How is this going to happen? What's really interesting is um, just for some research that I'm doing within my own business, I was talking to another spiritual business coach yesterday. No, really? And I was, yeah. And she's consistently hitting 10K months, no problem. So, mm-hmm. but I asked her, you know, um, how do you get there? Like uh, around her clients, right? How do you, how do you get clients? What do you do? Do you run Facebook or YouTube ads or you know, what's your whole social media marketing? And you know what she told me, Walt? What? She said nothing. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> right? And she said, well, I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram. And I found her on Instagram, right? <clears throat> and particularly I was I was drawn to her because she's another African-American spiritual oh. uh, mm-hmm. business coach. And I don't find too many of those, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> too many of us. Too, so, too many of you, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. To many of us. So she told me, she said, I just get it from spirit and spirit just leads nice. my clients to me. She said, wow, I never really think of, yeah. There's and trust. Said, there's faith really strong. Yes. That radical belief that I talk about. Right? right. Yeah. And she said, I just trust that whatever I decide I want to make per month with, of course, she's hitting 10 K months. Right. She's like, but I just decide whatever money I want to make that month higher or lower. And she has no, she has no certain number, right? It's not like mm-hmm. I need to hit 20 K every single month. Right. 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 She's like, I just believe that spirit is going to bring my clients to me. She said, and every single client that I have almost 90, she said really 99% of them are just spirit led. And she wow. just doesn't worry about it because she knows that the clients are going to come. And I thought, how amazing is that? Yeah. To have yeah. such total radical belief, right? That the universe is just going to bring you exactly what you need in your business because that can be kind of scary, you know? We have business oh, yeah. expenses as well as personal expenses, right? Exactly. And there's always this proverbial, oh, you need to do 10K a month, right? Everybody wants to hit the 10K a month kind of thing. But she was just like, you know what? If you just let go and you just trust God, it'll come. She said that he never failed. I was like, wow, that's amazing. That's really that's amazing. Good faith. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting too, because that person, that, that mindset is existing and thriving 
in an overall environment that is overloaded with advisors about how to get your business going and mm-hmm. where the pitfalls are. Mm-hmm. And they're going to tell you, like, you got to make sure you have this much income on hand just so, just in case. And right. you, have, you have to worry about this and, and mm-hmm. you know, fear that and so forth. And here's somebody else coming along saying, you don't have to fear anything. Just go. You know, yeah. The Lord will provide. Like, oh, where is it? There's a different message for you. <laughs> right. But it, it, it worked for her. But she, you know, she was very um, transparent in saying, mm-hmm. you know, I have to stay connected to spirit. Like it's a, it's a necessity for my business, right? And I mean, really, it should be a necessity for all of us when you really think about it. This is true. I think, I think that that's how we as spiritual beings, right? Mm-hmm. I think that that's how God intended for us to have a relationship with us. Just like as close as you are with your spouse, as close as I am with my daughter, there's not a day that goes by that I don't talk to my daughter. I talk to her several times a day. We talk about any and everything, right? Mm-hmm. But when you stop and think about it, how many people really have that type of connected connectedness with spirit? It's important. It's really important. Yeah. 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 Well, it's, it's it's vital, really. And I because think that that's why she's so successful with manifesting it. her clients because she's just an open channel to however God brings her clients and she doesn't even worry about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Well, that, first of all, that's the kind of person I always look for to have on the show. So we'll, we'll, we'll see if we can figure out something there, but yes! uh, I didn't even think of that. Yes. Oh my yes. God. She would be amazing. She yeah. would be amazing. Wouldn't amazing. that be cool? Yeah. yeah. She's amazing. Reach out to her. See if she's willing to come on. Of course. Yeah. I'll fun. do that today. After okay. the podcast, I'll do that. That sounds good. So, okay. So that, well, when that happens, that's going to be one episode right there. Yeah. Okay. So we got one done. Um, where else can we go with it though? Cause I, I still want to figure out a way. What, what kind of experiment can we do that's oriented specifically for somebody who's either thinking about being an entrepreneur or is already an entrepreneur and is struggling with one aspect of it or another and really needs to, <laughs> to build the trust that we were talking about it needs to build up that, uh, that, undying faith and that that huge level of clarity like you described it well um, why are we thinking about doing this uh, next time we can <laughs> well we'll just pick a time well i was just thinking why don't we just ask the audience just ask okay. them what would okay. they like to do what would they think might be useful or or helpful to them they can write into the show you know they can email to us okay. or if they're on live if you're on live right now you can put it in the chat mm-hmm. right Mm-hmm. And let yeah. them decide, or okay. at least play a part in it, right? Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, because if you are one of the people that we're going to be reaching with, is you know better than anyone what it is you need. Yeah. I mean, who exactly. knows better than you, right? <laughs> exactly. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're honest with yourself about it, but you know better than anybody else. <laughs> right. So then we know we get it, giving the audience what they want yeah, or what they need point. anyway. Yeah. Okay. So that's good. I, I'm also thinking we can probably adapt, like yesterday's episode, uh, not episode, well, it was an episode too. Yeah. Yesterday's exercise or experiment uh, is basically about attracting, I think the original said any of three things, but we, we limited it to one thing per person yeah. that we're trying to attract in 48 hours. Well, why can't we further limit it, <laughs> apply a limiting belief and limit it to, well, how about applying uh, or attracting something specific to a business? Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Right. So yeah. if you need 
financing, you can attract your, your, your request is you're going to attract financing. Or right. if you, if you need a, a mastermind, you're going to attract people to be in your mastermind. Or if you need clients, you're going to attract clients or, or, or whatever you need it is. Or a business coach. Or a business coach. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Attract sure. a new coach. By the way, that's the easy one. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> there are a lot of coaches out there, but that doesn't mean they're all good. Well, this is true. That's why people. So maybe they attract a coach that's just for them, specifically well, for what true. they need. Yeah. But I, I think right? that's one of the benefits of listening to Ella White today because we're just loaded with coaches. <laughs> We've got yeah. a lot of good coaches here. Yeah. You know? so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's like having, you know, it's almost like having a, an interview without having to actually sit in front of them. You know, because right. you just listen in and find out what how they think and what they're talking yeah. about, what their belief systems are, what their values are. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a really quick way to get there. So just saying, just a little plug for the show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. No. Okay. So this is a good start. Um, he was talking about a group though. And I know there are plenty of entrepreneur groups mm-hmm. on Facebook, LinkedIn, oh, yeah. so all that many. kind of there, there are plenty of them. I have a feeling he was thinking about something specific that he's looking for. And I don't know what it is. So I guess what I'm saying is, Peter, if you're listening to the episode, and I did invite him to listen to this one, if you're listening to the episode, we especially want to hear from you about what is it you'd like to have? Yeah, Peter, tell us. You know, what would you like the group to be like? What would you hope to get out of it? Maybe that's the best way to ask the question. You know, what's it going to do for you? Is it going to put money in your pocket? Is it going to put people in front of you? Is it going to bring a manufacturer to you? Is it going to bring a coach to you? What's it going to do? You know, what's, right. what's, what's the outcome? What's the desired outcome? Yeah, we need that purpose. Absolutely. You know, we're, we're going to do the Neville Goddard approach. We're going to say, what's, we're going to, what's the end result? And we're going to yes. work back on the end result. <laughs> yes, I like that. Yeah, why not? And Neville Goddard was an interesting entrepreneur. There's a story all by itself. Um, so entrepreneurship, what else can we do with entrepreneurship? I love, I, I mean, I, I really want to turn this into a series because I can see this being like a new audience to bring in. So would you want to do it five days a week or, or one time? Not a necessarily week? once a week, probably. I don't know. I, I, or maybe I, I, every week you do it with someone different. So, you know, be. next week you do it with Dan, the next week you do it with me, the next week you do it mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. whomever on Monday, you know what I mean? Maybe it involves, you know, reaching out for special guests, reaching out with special guests, you know, yeah. uh, finding people who are entrepreneurs who are willing to come talk to us about entrepreneurship. Maybe that's where it, where it comes in. That could be good. I yeah. like that. I like that. I, I've had some experience in um, interviewing entrepreneurs. One of my first interviews, I think he was actually one, I think it was like the, the fourth show that I ever did mm-hmm. was a guy who made his millions in the precious, precious precious gems industry. Really? He became a craft jeweler before craft jewelry was a thing. Really? But he didn't have a name for it even. But he saw what the jewelers at the time were, you know, doing their settings for necklaces and rings and all kinds of stuff like that. And he yeah. said to himself, I can do better than this. And so he... If I remember correctly, he worked really hard for a couple of years and saved up like $50,000 or something like that so he could have a stake. And then he opened his doors kind of along the lines of your entrepreneurial friend there who just had every confidence in the world that people would show up. 
and and people told him he was crazy, but he went ahead with it anyway and basically created a new industry that became the craft jewelry industry. But he wasn't it. trying to create an industry. He was just, he just wanted to do better jewelry settings than what they were offering in the jewelry stores. Right. So it was all by appointment. You you had to get an appointment with him and then you know he, he'd arrange with you what it is that you want done. And then he'd do some design sketches. He'd show you the sketches and all that kind of thing and just work with you until finally you got what you were looking for. Of course, it was high end. I mean, this is not cheap labor. So this right. is high end clientele. But yeah, he made millions doing this. I love that. I love that. That was a great fourth episode, let me tell you. I mean, because when I started the podcast, I didn't have any confidence. I didn't barely know the subject even. And here I am trying to do a podcast on it. So to get that guy as an interview, that was a win. How long ago was this? That would have been in November of 2012. Oh, quite a while ago. Quite a while ago. still in the business. I wouldn't be surprised. Hmm. I don't even remember what his name is. I'd have to go look at the episode to remember what his name was. It's been a while. (laughs) He sounds so interesting to me. I love that. I love. He was so low key. He really was. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but yeah. Oh no, no, no! I was just saying. I, you know how I feel about people like um, Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, Mm. people who are literally changing the world or doing something Mm. completely different. And they're not necessarily, you know, reinventing the wheel, so to speak. But, you know, this guy, the jewelry business has been around probably as long as man has discovered gems, right? Or shiny rocks or whatever. But um, the it industry probably invented like two days after the first date. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> but he's just doing his own thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I he, think things like that is following spirit. I, I really do. Oh, I yeah. really do. Yeah. That's why I'm so fascinated. I wonder, does he believe in the law of attraction? I mean, I know he was on LOA today, but. If I remember correctly, he didn't think of his beliefs in the way that we do uh, mm-hmm. in the law of attraction circles, but there was a very strong overlap. He wasn't oh, okay. terribly religious. He didn't have, you know, it wasn't like he had ever firmed it up and with concepts and, and labels and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But the overlap was was strong. He, he was very sympathetic to what I told him that I knew about law of attraction at the time. Okay. To put it that way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But he he was he was a fascinating guy and very relaxed, very he open. Sounds fascinating. Yeah. Fred Fred was his first name. I remember that now. Fred. I can't remember what his last name was, but yeah, really cool guy. So there's an example of how entrepreneurs can be fun interviews. They can be Definitely. really interesting. You know, well, you, you know, I love all things business, all things business and LOA. That's mm-hmm. me. I could talk for days. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing, I don't, I won't say I'm seeing someone new. What I'll say is I've met someone. I'll put Ooh. it that way. Okay. Yes, I've met someone and I'm just waiting Walt. I'm just waiting for him to say, okay, enough with business. Already, <laughs> you talk about anything else other than that in law of attraction, right, right. right? Because I'm so passionate about it, but we'll see. You know, I wanted to bring this up yesterday when we were on the podcast mm-hmm. and we were talking about um, manifesting, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe um, just kind of putting it out there and letting it go. Okay. So that's what I did at the first of the year. I told God, I said, you know, I'm going to meet my husband this year. I'm not going to marry him. I, I'm not ready to get married. I got too many things I want to do, right? 
but I'm going to meet him. And so this guy, <clears throat> excuse me, this guy is interesting. Mm, he apparently. knows about the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't mind going there, Walt, because I feel like we're all grown and we all live in the real world. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, I don't meet, I don't care how intelligent the man is. Mm-hmm. I rarely meet black men who are versed or even knowledgeable in the law of attraction, let alone mm-hmm. practice it. Mm-hmm. So when he said, oh, yeah, I know yeah. who Bob Proctor is. I know Ooh, who Jack yeah. Canfield is. Okay. You know, Tony Robbins, he's not law of attraction, but, you know, all these personal development people that I follow. Right. And he was like, I have a vision board. I'd love to show you my vision board sometimes. I was like, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> what? Bell's going off. <laughs> yes, but I've never even heard of, I've never met any men, let alone black men, but I've mm. never met any men who have vision boards. That's usually, you know, it's all women. You're right. It often is women, isn't it? Yeah. Because we have vision board right. parties and stuff like that or whatever. Yeah. Well, that's great, though. This is exciting. This is similar, by the way. This reminds me of Louise's story. Before Louise met me, Uh we met in May of 1998. Okay. The previous November, November 1997, her cat of 16 years named Shadow died. Oh. And she was very sad. She's actually written a book about it that she's currently editing. But after he died, one of her coworkers asked her, are you going to get another cat? And mm-hmm. without blinking an eye or even thinking about it, she says, no, I'm going to get a husband. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, and a year later. Less you. than a year later, six months later. Yeah. Oh, so you guys met or you got married six months later? You met six we, months We met later? six months later, yeah. Oh, we okay. married uh, in okay. September of 1999. So we married almost, not quite two years later. But yeah, it, it was a little bit longer than that for that. But it was the same kind of a deal. She she intended that she was going to get a husband, and she didn't yeah. know how that was going to happen. But she was. Yeah, and I'm she, not even worried about it. She not only was determined it was going to happen, she took action steps. She started asking. She she was a a, a therapist. She was a, a psychotherapist, and she knew other therapists. Oh, so yeah. she was talking to her therapy friends. Do you know any? Um, available, emotionally healthy men. And she kept asking that question I like over and over. And, emotionally yeah, healthy. Emotionally healthy. Oh, it was very important to her, right? And she kept it asking so people. Important. She was asking friends, asking family members, you know, coworkers, everybody she could think of. And about three or four months later, I guess it would, would have been four months later, she asked a friend of hers who's also a mutual friend, a friend of mine, somebody I knew from the swing dance community because I was very mm-hmm. big into swing dancing. Her name is mm-hmm. Debbie. And Debbie's also a therapist. And she didn't know Debbie really well, which which kind of makes sense because Debbie is a, um, she, she's what you might call a new age therapist. Okay. If that makes some sense. Okay. So she, she's very new agey in a lot of her interests and which Louise was not. Louise was about as far away from new age as you can get really. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really. Okay. Um, but she knew her and she liked her well enough. So she, she said, do you know anybody? And Debbie said, yes, I do. Now, what's interesting to me about that is that mm-hmm. Debbie knew a lot of guys because this is the swing dance community. This is a community oh, of literally yeah. hundreds and hundreds of dancers, right? Okay. And, you know, of course, I tend to knew, know the women. She would tend to know the men because, right. you know, it, it's generally male, female. These days that has shifted a bit, but 
At the time, it was almost exclusively male. Stancy was oh, females. Okay. And as a result of that, I mean, I knew personally uh, probably a hundred men that she knew. Wow. I mean, just okay. because, you know, the, so, so why did she think community. of me is my question. I don't know why she thought of me. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, I'm the one that came to her mind. I'm still not quite sure on that. But anyway, she thought of me. And so she said to Lisa, yeah, I can think of somebody you want this phone number. And uh, Lisa says, well, why don't you find out if he's interested first? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Let's not put the cart ahead of the horse here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, De- Debbie reached out to me. And interestingly enough, now, Debbie also knew what my most recent history had been with women. And it was not happy. It was oh, not great. Okay. Okay. She she knew the last person I was quasi involved with, and there's a whole reason why I say quasi that I won't get into. But let's just say it was very painful. Um, okay. And after that had very badly ended in this, you know, huge crash and burn, mm-hmm. I, that that marked I think it was 22 straight years of misery for me where non relationships was concerned. Okay. It was like one failed relationship after another. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole story that I've told in the past about why that was happening. It was me for sure, but I didn't know at the time and I, I, I had right. no recognition of what to do with it. All I knew was I was sick of it. And so I quit. I said, quit I'm done with, I, I, I'm done with relationships. I'm done with dating. I'm done with trying to meet women. All I do is get heartbreak over and over again. Why do I continue to subject myself to this? This is crazy. I'll just be right. a bachelor for the rest of my life. Screw it. You know, I mean, I don't need this kind of agony. <laughs> Right. So I threw in the towel. And then two weeks later, Debbie calls me up and says, Hey, I got somebody I want you to meet. And you're like, yeah, right. I told her that's not happening. Right. <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. And, and she says, why that. not? I said, well, you know what happened with so-and-so. Oh, well, yeah, but you can't let that go. Well, Debbie, I've had 22 years of this. What are you talking about? <laughs> not just with her, but like a whole string of them. Right. Right. But, she was a good therapist and she kind of walked me through and calmed me down and said, you know, you can't just give up and, and, you know, who maybe, who knows, maybe this one's actually meant for you. Maybe this is the right one. I said, oh, God, mm-hmm. how many times have I heard that one? <laughs> like, yeah, right. <laughs> but she, she finally convinced me to give Louise a call and I said, oh, all right, I'll do it. You're a friend. I'll do it for a friend, you know. Right. I called Louise up and we had a two hour conversation. It worked really, went really nice. How interesting. My first yeah. conversation with this gentleman was about two hours and I okay. didn't think that it was going to last that long because yeah. kind of like you, yeah. you know, I've, I've been meeting some guys on a dating app mm-hmm. and it's the whole, Oh my gosh, you're so great. Kind of, okay. Oh my gosh. You know, you really, the first conversation seems like it's, you know, like you really got along and you had stuff in common and, and mm-hmm. you talk right for at least an hour, Walt. Mm-hmm. And then it's the, oh, yeah, I'm going to call you back later. And they never call you back. Right. So that's what I and this was Easter Sunday. So this was just <laughs> not even a week ago. Right. <laughs> so it was the whole, oh, yeah, you know, I've got plans with my friends for Easter and then I'm going to go fishing in the evening. When I get back, I'll call you. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, OK, sure. OK, right. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> and went back to watching Netflix. Right, right, exactly. Think about him again, just completely <laughs> forgot about the conversation. And he calls me at 10 o'clock mm. that night, but it mm. was 11 for him. And I'm uh-huh. thinking, first of all, this is pretty late, mm. right? Because I'm still in Texas and mm. he's in Atlanta in Georgia. Mm. So he's on okay. Eastern Standard Time. 
And he said, hey, I just wanted to make sure I called you before I went to bed because I didn't want you to lump me in with those other guys who never called you back. (laughs) (laughs) Two points for him. Two points for him. Okay. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, so you called back. I'm not impressed. Okay, great. I'm probably still not going to hear from you ever again. You're not easy to impress. That's good. I'm so not. Okay, I'm so not. I didn't start getting impressed, Walt. Until he started talking about, oh, yeah, I know the law of attraction because I'm like, I'm a manifestation and mindset coach. So I know you probably didn't even know what that is. So mm-hmm. that's OK. I sent him like this um, uh, YouTube video that I found where somebody was explaining about the law of attraction. Oh, and okay. so I sent it to him and I said, I know you don't know what I do. So here, this will explain it to you. Right. And then he said, why do you send me this? I already know about the law of attraction. I have Ooh. a vision board. And I'm like, what? Ooh. All right, universe. Okay, let's see you. Knock, knock. Who's there? And he lets me talk about business. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> right. Okay. So, yeah, we'll see. But I- I'm not getting myself all excited or anything. It's just like, okay, this is cool. Well, I was kind of on the flip side of that same kind of thing with my conversation with Louise. Because after I was done, it's like, okay, that was a nice conversation. But this isn't right. going anywhere. And it never yeah. does. So, you know. Exactly. So, so I, I hung up with you. I, I didn't promise her I'd call back. I just said, okay, well, this is nice talking. You. Maybe we'll talk again sometime. You know, I, yeah. I was leaving it very open, you know. Right. A week later, uh, I, I knew it was her day. Wednesday was her day to do phone calls. I knew that. Debbie had told me that. And I think oh, okay. um, Louise had reiterated as well. Okay. No, no, um, for like family calls and friends calls in the evening. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. So these were evening calls. So next Wednesday came along like, hmm, all right. It was a good call. Let's give it a shot. I'm not really enthusiastic about this going anywhere, but I got nothing right. else to do tonight, so I'll give her a call. <laughs> I got nothing else to do, so let me just call. So I called her up. We talked for another two hours. Okay. Wow. This is good. This is yes. good. I still don't think this is going anywhere, but this is good. Yes. <laughs> kind of like me. Exactly. Mm, we'll see. I, I think that time I said I actually would call back the next week. And I did. I called back the next Wednesday. And we talked for another two hours. And the thing that kept nailing it down for her was she kept saying over and over again, I can't believe you get my jokes. Nobody ever gets really? my jokes. I get my jokes, but nobody else gets my jokes. You get my jokes. Why? Does she have a dry sense of humor or something? Actually, her sense of humor is almost um, childlike. Very, very clean, simple jokes. Very, you know, ah. you know what, what is the slow tomato to the sage of the fast tomato catch up? You know, that kind of a thing. Oh, that, really, oh. really, really, really gotcha. simple type humor, you know. And and she would say something like that. And yeah. I'd chuck a little bit and she'd say, you get my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, right. well, you know, that's something, I guess. And after the third call... I still didn't think this was going to go anywhere, but I figured, you know, we've talked three times. We should probably meet just to kind of, you know, make it final. Like this isn't going to work. We know, okay, we met, we're done. No, no big deal. We'll just move uh-huh. on. So we agreed to meet at a rush. Now we only lived about three miles apart. We, oh. we actually used to make a joke about it. We, we both lived up on hills. If we had stood outside on our hills, we could have seen each other and waved. I mean, we really couldn't, but that's what it was like, you know? Right. So, Anyway, um, we arranged to meet at a restaurant halfway between us, which was a really <laughs> mediocre restaurant. It was not very good food at all. <laughs> but it was halfway. Well, that's something to talk about. We, we were planning to actually go there for the food. We were just going to meet, you know? Yeah. So we go to meet, and she shows up. I'll never forget this. She shows up. I don't remember what she was wearing, but she had this old beat-up straw hat on because she thought it was fun and quirky. 
Yes, she does have a different sense of humor. Now, I thought she just looked like a stupid hick, but she thought it was funny and cute and quirky. Right. So it was an inauspicious beginning. <laughs> and then we sat down, and by the way, I had cued her in. I didn't tell her what my actual exact height was, but I cued her in. I was very tall. And one of the things that she had kind of clinched for me was I asked her how tall she was. She says, well, I'm five foot six if I stand up straight. I thought that was cute. <laughs> so I said, well, okay. You know, that that's still quite a height disparity. That's like 14 inches. That's a lot. But How tall are you, Walt? I'm 6'8". Are you kidding me? You can close the jaw now. <laughs> I had a flashback because I dated a guy 6'8". And Did the guy really? that I'm talking to now is 6'5". And I, oh, my wow. cardinal rule is I don't date men over six feet tall. But okay. 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 This is your story, not mine. <laughs> yes, we'll I'm go back sorry. to your story did, in a moment. <laughs> I did not know you were that tall. Oh, my gosh. I okay, am. Right. Yeah, I am. By the way, that was part of my reason in my own mind why I couldn't get anywhere with women because they all thought oh, I was too tall. Oh, too tall. Yeah. So, anyway, that's a side story. Um, so, anyway, she was prepared for that, but you can't really be prepared for somebody who's, who's as tall as I am. I, I'm, I, am, I have impact just by walking in the room. I can't right. it just right. my size. So, she was impacted. On top of that, she was feeling kind of shy. Mm-hmm. I mean, both of us are, are fairly introverted. Okay. She, was, she was shy to an extreme that day because we sat down and she wouldn't look at me. She kept looking down at the table. She wouldn't look up. And after a minute or two of that, that starts to get uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Like, am I ugly? Do I have something uh, on is my, my breast? What is it? I yeah. mean, ugh. Right. And, and I started to lose interest really quick because, I mean, I, I'm trying to have a conversation with a straw hat that I didn't even but like in the first place. Yeah. I, I didn't see that. Yeah. <laughs> didn't work too good. So we ended the um, the get together and we're standing outside the restaurant. And I'm like totally aware of the line that theoretically I'm supposed to utter. I'll give you a call. I couldn't right. say it. I couldn't say it because deep down I knew it wasn't true. I wasn't going to call her. <laughs> I'm not going to call you. <laughs> That's just, this, this isn't going to work. You know, I can just tell it's not going to work. Yeah. So, but I, I don't remember what I said, but we, we parted on friendly terms and right. went our separate ways that same day. Debbie, the one who had introduced us, mm-hmm. her birthday and mine are two days apart. This oh, was on nice. May 2nd. My birthday is the 4th. I think hers is the 6th or 6th or the 2nd. I can't remember which. Uh-huh. And there was also a third person whose birthday was like April 30th or something like that. So we all had birthdays within a, within a week of each other. She was mm-hmm. having a group birthday party for us nice. that night. So I went to the group birthday party. The first thing she asked me is, so how did the date go with yeah, Louise? Yeah, how did go with Louise? I said, oh, well, no, not so good. And I told her what happened. She listened carefully. And then she says, well, you're going to give it the three date rule, right? And I said, the what? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like the sound of this either. Yeah, what's the three date rule? You're going to give it the three date rule. Well, the three date rule, that's where you give it three dates before you decide. Oh, three somebody. dates. The oh, three okay. date rule. Yeah. I said, I mean, I got to go through two more of those. (laughs) And look at this straw hat. (laughs) Yeah, right. Talk to the straw hat. Once again, she's a good therapist. She talked me through and got me into a better frame of mind. So, okay. I followed up and did another phone call to her. And the second day worked out much better. We went to see um, 
an IMAX movie, and that worked out really well. It was, it was actually no at, at an aquarium. No straw hat this time, no. Oh, okay. No. So that was good. And third one, she actually came up with the date. She asked me out on the third date. We went um, rollerblading, which was Ooh. pretty odd because neither one of us were any good at rollerblading. <laughs> but it was fun nonetheless. It was right? fun, yeah. And then it just, it very slowly just kept picking up and picking up and picking up. And about a month okay. later, we realized we're together. And we've been together. Hey, I like you. Yeah, yeah. We, I, what I found about her was she was something that none of my previous relationships had proven to be. She was real. Ooh. She was real. She wow. didn't, she didn't play games. She didn't do any of that stuff that other people would do. Everything that came out of her mouth was true. It was real. She didn't pull punches. I mean, she wasn't mm-hmm. unkind. Don't get me wrong. Right, right. But, but I could, probably the thing that won me over more than anything else, if she wanted a hug, you know what she did? What? She threw her arms open. You can't, I don't care how daft you are. You can't miss that message. It's not possible. Right. Hug me. <laughs> yes. And I love that. She was so direct and honest about stuff. And and she just grew on me over time. <laughs> she grew on me. She did. It just got it just got better and better. In fact, mm. about uh, two months into it, she actually started to have the second thoughts. I wasn't the one who had the second thoughts. I was still getting used to, okay, is this like for a lifetime? And not quite sure about that. But it was happening in her experience. It was happening too fast. Like, because she had had her own set of bad experiences with, with relationships. She had relationships uh-huh. that lasted a long, lot longer than my two week relationships, but right. they, they hadn't played out very nicely. You know, so she uh-huh. had her own stuff going on and this was going so well continuously all the time. So she got on the phone with her, her friend Leona and Leona said, well, you know, well, what's wrong with them? Yeah. Says, well, there's nothing wrong with them. Well, I mean, like what's holding you back? Well, well, he's so tall. How are we going to fit together? <laughs> <laughs> Leona says, if that's the only thing in the way, right. you got to get that out of there. <laughs> that, right. Just drop that issue entirely. <laughs> so exactly. she, called, she called me back and uh, we got back together and we've been together ever since. Yeah. But all, oh, it, that's so nice. I'll tell you, it would not have happened if I hadn't quit relationships. Because think about it, I had all this really, really bad voodoo going in my head about right. relationships. Right. See, I had to let go of it. I didn't know anything about letting go. I didn't even know the concept existed. It, mm-hmm. it had never occurred to me. All I knew was I couldn't do this anymore. And so I did the one best thing I could have done. I let go by just giving up on the whole idea of relationships. You know, that's making me think of something. What's that? So I already said that, you know, at the first of the year, I made the intention, um, like uh, Louise, hey, mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to meet my husband, manifest my husband. When right. I doesn't mean we're going to get married. Right. But, but I'm going to meet him. Right. And mm-hmm. I said, I, I just want us to be friends. Yeah. You know what I forgot about? What? My ex-boyfriend of five years, Walt, found me on Instagram and reached out to me. Oh, now I know you're probably saying, well, what's the big deal with that? But, you know, it's starting sometimes what happens. And I don't think people pick up on this when you're manifesting stuff. Sometimes the universe, God, source, energy, infinite intelligence, whatever. Right. 
sometimes I found, and I think we talked about this yesterday, how you get little stuff leading up to the things that you are manifesting, right? Yeah. So I didn't even think about it because when when Eric reached out to me, my ex, when he reached out to me um, on Instagram, you saw the look on my face when my mouth was like wide open a few minutes ago. Right, right. I literally sat at, staring at my phone like for five minutes with my mouth. I was like, this looks like him, but this can't be him, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm 50. That makes it. Well, let me tell you why. Because Eric is five years older than me, right? Uh-huh. I like to think for 50, I'm pretty hit because my daughter's 25. So she keeps me up on the culture, right? Sure, That's going yeah, on in the world. Yeah. So, but Eric is not like that. Uh-huh. So five years ago, he wasn't even on social media. And I uh-huh. asked him, I said, how did you find me? You know what he okay. said? He flat out lied. He said, oh, um, you reached out to me on Instagram. It was an old message. And I just said, why not? That's not what happened. Okay, that's not. But I just let him go with that lie, Walt. My point is... You're very generous. I I I just have to say, you're very generous. (laughs) But go ahead. Because it doesn't even matter, right? It it doesn't even matter. But we ended up talking maybe briefly for about 10 minutes. We exchanged phone numbers or whatnot, right? And my phone number has changed, right? Because I have a Florida number now. I no longer have an Atlanta or a Georgia number. Right. So um, we exchanged phone numbers. His number's still the same. I didn't even remember his. Like, I blocked him from my phone. Yes. Got <laughs> it. We broke up. Right. And so we talked. And when we talked, then he goes into the story. Oh, I've been in this um, tumultuous relationship for the last three or four years. She's lived with me. I had to get the sheriff to put her out. And I got a restraining order against her. And all of this stuff, right? And I'm thinking... How interesting five years later, I'm the person that he reaches out to. We had a pretty good relationship, to be honest with you. I'm the one who broke it off. Mm -hmm. But just thinking about what's the universe up to and why is Eric or why is he trying to come back? You know, what is that about? And now we've got. I might be able to answer the second part. I I, I can't answer the first part necessarily, but I can answer the second part, perhaps. Oh, please do. He just went through. Well, I think it's pretty obvious. He just went through this really tumultuous relationship. He doesn't want to go yeah. through any tumultuous relationships before. He wants to have a good relationship. He had a good relationship with you. Let's get in touch with Monique. That's where the good relationship is. I'm sure that's what the <laughs> thought process was. Um, now that makes that makes sense yeah. because you know, at the time when we were dating, he had a cleaning business. And Walt, I tell you, right off the top, I mean, maybe the second week of knowing him. Um, one of his cleaning jobs was maybe 15 minutes away from where I live. Mm-hmm. After the second week, I literally started cleaning the buildings with him. Oh, right? geez. my God. Yeah. Yeah. And then maybe a month in, I started talking about, hey, if, if this relationship is going to go somewhere, we need to start thinking about how we can hire other people for this cleaning business so ah. that we don't have to be the ones to do it anymore, right? Yeah, right. My mind automatically started going towards business. So we had a really good relationship. So I guess, I guess you're right. Yeah. And I know that's probably obvious to you, right? To think, well, duh. You're right. Yeah. It's easier <laughs> when you're on the outside looking in than when you're in the middle of it. There's no. And I think because I don't ever think about going back to any boyfriend and that's five years ago. Yeah. This yeah, month, right. literally five years ago this <laughs> month. Wow. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Well, thanks. Well, thanks for, you're welcome. for enlightening yeah. me because I, was I think you're right of, though. Oh. 
I, I think you're right. That that source, God, spirit, whatever you want to call it, right. we keep sending stuff to us. We, yeah. When we ask for something, we don't just get one. And we talked about that too, didn't we? Right. We talked we about that, how it's multiple things. Yeah, right? it's not like one and done. Oh, you got yours. Okay, enough. <laughs> that, that's not the answer. You know, that's not the answer the universe gives you. Right. The answer is, okay, here's one. Not You don't like that one? Here's another one. You don't like that one? Here's another one. You know, I'll keep sending them until you say stop. <laughs> right. So this should be interesting, yeah. but I, I kind of like the parallel between you and Louise with me and this new guy, right? Mm. Because right off the top, that, that's kind of something – he said, it's like, wow, Monique, you're not like the rest of them. Like you actually wanted to have a conversation. So we met on the dating app, but after two or three sentences back and forth, I was like, Hey, can we just have a conversation? Yeah. And he was like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe you wanted to talk instead of just, you know, stay on the app and, and text or whatever. That's and a big deal. About that. Yeah. That's a really big deal. I, I think that's kind of gotten lost in the age of social media and dating it apps. Definitely and has. It yeah. definitely has. It's really yes. important. How can you really know somebody unless you talk with them? I I I don't know, right? It doesn't. Is, make is this a riddle? <laughs> but you know what, Walt? I think it's because you and I and and people our age, we grew up when that was the primary form true. of communication, right? Yeah, that's true. It was a big deal when you even got an answering service, you know, <laughs> to take the call. Because before that, if you weren't home, then you just wasn't home, and then you just called back, right? Yeah. But nowadays, when my daughter says, oh, mom, I talked to so-and-so, she doesn't literally mean talk. She literally mm -hmm. means, oh, they reached out to me on Instagram or right. Snapchat or TikTok or something like that. And that's talking to her. And I'm like, no, that's a text message. That's, <laughs> that's not talking. Because there's so much that gets lost in translation. You know what I mean? Or it yeah. can. So, no, you're yeah, right. You're absolutely right. You got me thinking I'll about old answering thinking. machines, too, the old tape machines. Yeah. This is polished. You, you can leave a message at the tone. <laughs> and then you had to actually press the button and rewind Beep. it back. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're old. <laughs> oh, sorry for any of you newbies who are watching, you youngsters who are watching. Yes, we're old, right? I, I don't know if I've told you this before, but one of the most interesting and fun things you can do with somebody who's under... 30, maybe under 25, is to put an old style dial telephone in front of them and ask them how to use it. Yes. <laughs> yes. My daughter was fascinated that we actually used to have phones on the wall. And, you know, you yeah, have right. super long cords That's and you right, could go yeah. out the hall and talk or whatever <laughs> to get a little bit of privacy because it's stuck on the wall right there. Oh my gosh, she just thinks that that's so funny. But it's funny watching a kid try to figure out what you do with the dial. What's that for? You know, they look at it, you know, they put a finger in the hole, they push the buttons on top, and none of it makes any sense. Right. <laughs> she was like, what do you mean you had to pay for a long-distance call? I was like, right, uh, right. yeah. And after nine, it was much cheaper. Okay. That's right. That's right, yeah. Well, actually, maybe you, that was your service, and with my service, it was after 11, it was much cheaper. <laughs> I mean, you and had to you call might, really, really late. Now, you might be right, because my cousin lived in California, so me uh, waiting until the nighttime to call her mm -hmm. was actually good, because she was three hours behind me. So you might be right. You yeah. might be right. 
And, oh and it, it was copper wires. It wasn't fiber optic. So it was, are you there? Hello? Anybody yeah. there? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I'm sorry. We're supposed to be talking about the law of attraction, but this is just, oh my gosh. I don't know how we got out on a tangent, but yeah. Because I went there. That's how we got there. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's on me. Memories, I get it. it. It's all me. That's good memories. Ugh. But, and it's uh, interesting. I'm watching this Netflix show, uh, mm-hmm. Mine Hunter, and it's set in this early seventies. Mm-hmm. And so the, the background to uh, the, the music mm-hmm. is like old school Eagles and Led Zeppelin and all the stuff oh, that wow. I remember listening yeah. to, right? right? But we're at a point where they're actually talking about, oh, you can't say this or you can't say that or, uh-huh. you know, that kind of stuff. And I tend to forget because it's so much freedom of speech nowadays. You hear any and everything, not only oh, on yeah. the radio, but just across social media. And you're just talking about, oh, you can't say deviant. Oh, you can't say mutilation. And I was like, what? I don't remember How that, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> deviant. Yeah. You can't say deviant. I didn't know that one. Okay. I knew yeah. there were the seven swear words you couldn't say, but I, I didn't know about deviant. That's well, different. this is the FBI, and this show is about when they really started um, to realize that people were so, could be serial killers. Okay. So that's when, and that's what this department is. They are the department in the FBI who came up with the term serial killer, and they started, <sighs> you know, so they're talking to all these serial killers, and of course, Got they're using it. vulgar language. Well, that makes sense. Okay, no, yeah. it makes when you have the context. But, yeah, yeah, but the department is like you. You can't say P word. You can't say, you know, swear words. You can't say this. Mm-hmm. You get mutilation. You can't call them pedophile. You can't say that. And I was like, what? <laughs> but I forgot. This is the early 70s. I think it's like it's 1974 or something yeah. like that. Right. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. It, it was around the time of Charles Manson mm-hmm. and that whole thing. So. Right. Yeah, I remember that too. Very, very interesting how much the world has changed. Well, people think that political correctness is a recent phenomenon. They don't realize it's been around for quite some time. It just kind of morphed over time in different ways. But the yeah, concept has been around for a long time. Yeah. You know, I listen to some of the some of the rap music or or hip hop music that my daughter listens to, right? Mm-hmm. And I can remember back in the late nineties, maybe mid. The 90s, I'll just say the 90s, mm-hmm. when um, the rap group N.W.A. came mm-hmm. out. And I can still remember that the police would actually go on stage for them cursing on stage. Really? I wasn't lyrics, aware of that. Right? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a whole yeah. big thing. Congress was like trying to ban, censor them and everything. Really? Such a, yeah, such wow. a long Where life. the hell was I? I, never, I wasn't aware of that. <laughs> I must have been on vacation or something. (laughs) Well, maybe that's it, yeah. 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 So time has definitely changed. Knowing me around that time period, that was toward the the end of my time period where I basically withdrawn from society. So it's quite possible I just missed Uh it because I missed everything else. I mean, honestly, when the Berlin Wall came down, I didn't know it. I found out a year later. Seriously? Seriously. Because I had gone through a phase when I just refused to pay attention at all to the news. I wasn't watching news on TV. I wasn't reading newspapers. I wasn't reading magazines. I wasn't listening wow. to the radio. I just shut the whole thing off. 
And wow. it was about a three or four year period. And so one day I'm in conversation with somebody and they said, you know, what happened around the time the wall came down? I said, what wall? <laughs> the Chinese wall? <laughs> the, the Chinese wall, The yeah. wall of China? <laughs> no, no, no. The communist wall. The, the Soviet Union. What? <laughs> when did that happen? And then they said, have you been living under a rock? Like, 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 don't you know, like Boris Yeltsin? Haven't you heard it? Who's Boris Yeltsin? I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> you really were with I really did shut it out, yeah. Wow. And, and I didn't do it because I knew that it was important to shut out the news. I just shut it out because I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> I the just world was going to hell in hand. Oh, God. I, I just turned the world off. I couldn't take it. It was just too much. So, yeah. Wow. It, it set me up a good step later on when I found out it was actually a good idea to turn the news off. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't really know much that's going on unless it comes across my Facebook news feed or my Google news feed because I don't watch that. Google news for about 60 seconds a day. That's my news. I scan the headlines. Okay, I'm done. That's it. (laughs) Goodbye. Yeah, me too. (laughs) It's probably more than I can actually handle, but that's good. You know, at least I limit myself to to 60 seconds. You know, I can, I can digest that. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Without too much stomach upset. But yeah. well, we've covered quite a range here. I mean, we started yeah, off with yeah. entrepreneurs, and this <laughs> might is we got to follow up on there, and then we got yeah. to this whole relationship thing, which was really cool. But that's yeah, and somehow sure. ended up in the seventies. <laughs> yeah, I don't quite figure that one out either. How did we do that? I, I, I think I talked about the show. This is interesting. Well, that's right. You brought the show you've been watching on Netflix. That's what it was. Yeah, the yeah. censorship of it all. But this has been good. Hey, um, one thing I, I've been kind of neglecting lately, I want to give people a way to reach out to Monique. Now, we do have you in the LOA Today app, so people can reach you that way. But if they want to reach you directly, maybe they are looking for a coach. Maybe they are actually coaches themselves and looking for a coach. How do they reach out to Monique Scott? Oh, yeah, they can find me on Instagram. They can find me there at Americas, with an S, Americas, mm-hmm. underscore favorite coach. Just shoot me a DM. Very nice. All right. That, that makes it really easy. Take advantage yeah. of that app, by the way, to send in your own questions and so forth, especially what we talked about earlier about if you're an entrepreneur or you've yes, thought about please. being an entrepreneur, send in those questions, send in your ideas about what you'd like to have for an audience interactive approach to entrepreneurship. Yeah. Be a part of this conversation because if you don't do it, hey, it's probably going to fall by the wayside. So we need your input. Okay. Yes, like, we do. You in the backside saying, come on, let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you very much for uh, sitting in for Dan and for Alex. We missed them. Back next time. Missed yeah, you, Alex great. and Dan. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dan will be back next week, and Alex hopefully will be done with the wedding planner. I don't know when that's going to happen. Yes, I mean, and congratulations, Alex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Kenny seems. I'm next. Really yeah. Well, you said yourself, you need like a little time first. Right. Yeah, 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 next, but not like next month or not, anything. Not okay, well, well, we'll get the report next time. So thank you very much, Monique. Thank you especially Bye. to our podcast listeners, and we will see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, guys.